Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. The best thing that happened to me, guys, is I got into the business at 29. If I would have gotten the business at 21, 22, 25, I would have flamed out quickly. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brand With, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. You won't find a more fast-paced, high-energy sports talk show than J.T. the Brit. A former Merrill Lynch stockbroker, J.T. got his start in sports radio after becoming a frequent caller to the Jim Rome Show. After winning the inaugural Smack Off in 1995, he was offered a job hosting a late-night Sunday show at KMAX Los Angeles. From there, J.T. moved his show to KFMB San Diego, where he spent a few weeks before being offered a show on the now-defunct Las Vegas-based Sports Fan Radio Network. During this time, he also hosted an afternoon show on San Francisco's KNBR. In June 2001, he landed at the upstart Fox Sports Radio, hosting a variety of shows. With his outspoken, big, booming voice, JT hosts one of the radio's most interactive shows as he feels calls from listeners across the nation. Joined each evening by co-host Tom Looney, their outspoken dialogue is second to none as they bring a new attitude to nighttime sports talk radio on the Fox Sports Network. Randall on the Man is proud to welcome JT the Brick. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you having me. I'm excited. Us too. So with your given name, it's pretty easy to figure out where JT comes from. So what about the Brick? Yeah, the brick came from Jim Rome. Jim Rome uh, named me the brick because I was always calling into his sports talk show and a few others uh-huh. only on one topic in the 90s, which was the New York Knicks. And the Knicks were playing in all these big games but couldn't get over the hump with Patrick Ewing and Pat Riley as the head coach. And they'd lose all these dramatic games. And uh, Jim Rome said they were throwing up bricks. <laughs> and they just couldn't win by hitting big shots. And I always called in as JT from La Jolla. So he donned me JT the Brick, and uh, that's how that name came about. (laughs) So what leads a successful Wall Street type like you, JT, to give up a lucrative career and start all over again in radio? Well, that's a great question, and I've been asked that throughout my career. At that point in time, as a stockbroker, when I graduated college in 1987 from Geneseo State University, I went right Long Island, New York, and I became a a stockbroker. And if you saw the movie Wolf of Wall Street or some of the other big movies that showed what Wall Street or the the smaller houses were like back in the day selling stocks, it was very, very, very uh, tiring. It was to a point where I was working 16 hours a day. I was building a business. I was cold calling, making 300 cold calls a day. And I got to the point where I was burnt out. And my best friend and I wanted to leave New York and we decided to go to San Diego. And the only way I'd have a job when I got to San Diego would be to transfer. At the time I was with Smith Barney and I transferred out to La Jolla, California, San Diego, California. And it was easy to have a job waiting for me. And it just wasn't my passion anymore, guys. I didn't want to get up at 5.30 West Coast time for their stock market opening up 9.30 East Coast time and rebuild a book and cold call people and come up with investment advice. I wanted to do something more unique and I got lucky. Back at the time, Jim Rome had a show that was really exploding. 
It was just getting into syndication. Right. And if I didn't win that contest, if I came in second, if I came in the top five, we wouldn't be talking today. I had to win it. I won it. And again, I believe in fate. That opened the door for me to get into radio. Yeah, I remember that well. Full disclosure, about that time, weren't you getting some good advice from my old college roommate, Andrew Ashwood? I think he was then at WOAI and, of course, later went on to guide Fox Sports Radio. And then you turned around and helped him a lot during his final days battling cancer. Can you tell us about the importance of not just having good role models, but a great mentor? Well, Kipper, he was my first mentor and my only real mentor outside my father. And my father didn't have a background in radio, obviously. And Andrew heard me early in my career. It had to be 1996. As I'm on the radio for Sports Fan Radio Network in the middle of the night, I just happened to be on some of the biggest radio stations in America. The Ticket in Dallas, mm -hmm. WAI in San Antonio, yep. WEEI in Boston, KNBR in San Francisco, KJR in Seattle. And I'll never forget it. One night. My producer, Bobby Machado, who's still one of my producers now, picks up the phone during a commercial, and there's a guy on the other phone, and Bobby says to me, a guy who claims to be the program director in San Antonio wants to talk to you. I said, hand me the phone. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even have glass back in the day. We were right. He was talking across the other side of the console to me, and he handed me the phone, and on the other end, I heard, yeah, babe, yeah. <laughs> and that was his moniker. Yeah. And Andrew introduced himself and said, look, I'm carrying your show here at night in San Antonio. I want to send you my playbook, which is basically the do's and don'ts of radio and how to be a better host. He goes, you got a lot of energy, but you sound really raw. Give me your address and I'll send it to you. And then I'll follow up. And about a week later, I get a big, big envelope in the mail and a big, thick playbook comes. And it looks like an NFL playbook that Vince Lombardi or Bill Parcells or now John Gruden would have. Right. And I looked at it and it had cut out articles and articles about other radio hosts and it was put together kind of loosely, but I started leafing through it and reading it. And mm -hmm. I read it in two days and he called me back and he said, did you get the book playbook? And I said, yeah, I finished it. He said, you got to be kidding me. I go, yeah, I, I loved it. I stayed up uh, after the show and read it. And that began this relationship with my mentor who ended up being my boss, who was kind of like a guardian angel yes. in my career for the first 10 plus years because he always wanted me to do well. And he was always there for me when I had problems. And believe me, I leaned on him a lot of times early in my career. Yeah. Well, he so JT, can you tell us a little bit about that journey from being a caller on Jim Rome's show to having your own network show? Well, it was an interesting journey, and I don't think you'll see a journey like that again because the industry, as you guys know, at the forefront of it is changing. When I got into the business as a caller, I had to buy time. The only way I could get on the air in Los Angeles at KMAX and KFMB is I would have to pay for that airtime. And luckily, as a cold caller and a former stockbroker, I was able to call up a brick company, Higgins Brick, I'll never forget, in L.A. Hmm. And I said, be the sponsor to that show. And they were like, sure. And they wrote me a check every week. And I used that money to pay for my gas and the airtime that I had to have. And, you know, I got hired by Sports Fan Radio Network in 1996 to move to Vegas. And I'll never forget that. I had a six-figure job at Merrill Lynch, and I had to give it up for a $25,000 entry-level overnight position. 
But once I got that job and that opportunity, I said, how can I make more money? To me, I got into the business, guys, as a business. Mm -hmm. I didn't get into this business like some kids get into it today. To Hey, they want to talk sports and they want to be on the radio or TV and they want their opinions heard. That is the biggest mistake anyone could make getting into radio. If you don't treat it like a business every day and find a way to make a living, you're just going to be used by this industry as cheap labor. So I found a way to co-host the Pete Rose Show for free. It got my name out more. I volunteered to do weekends. I was doing overnights. And then I got discovered by the Oakland Raiders and KMBR in the Bay Area, and they offered me a local show for three hours a day, plus my syndicated show, and I think I've been the only guy and the only guy since, do eight hours a day back in 2000, 2001 in San Francisco. And that's when I got my first chance of making money, real money, uh, way before I came to Fox Sports Radio. So I was chasing the money yeah. and how to make more because there wasn't a lot of money in the business when I started. Oh, very smart. So at this point now, you've been around the block a few times. What makes a great on-air coach for someone like you today? Well, I think it has to be a coach that is going to be a really great coach has to have a background in radio on the air. Not everybody does, so I don't criticize some program directors or managers in the business that never cracked a microphone and never went into the deep water and had to do five, six hours or three hours straight. That's tough to do. But I think a good coach has to be patient, has to have a lot of knowledge, and a good coach has to see the talent inside that person, inside that man or woman, and be able to nurture it and get that talent to evolve. One of the things Andrew Ashwood taught me early in my career is he says you have to evolve. You can't do the same show every night. You can't be predictable. Right. And that's always in the back of my head with Tom Looney on Fox Sports Radio now when we host a show every night is to be a little bit different, be a little bit on edge, bring mm. new elements to the show, come up with new bits, come up with new concepts, whatever it is, and we try to do that. But a coach has got to be able to roll up their sleeves, be patient, and bring new ideas to the table because you two gentlemen understand the history of talk radio. And now there are new people coming in claiming to be consultants who are saying the same thing that we heard 25 years ago. They're just changing the copy and saying, say this about Twitter, say this about Facebook, say this about social media. Yeah. He's ahead. Do all these things that we know of. Right. It's tough to coach talent unless the talent has passion and the talent has some type of ability to become successful. And Andrew was great to me because he was there for me more so than radio. He was there for me in my personal life when I was struggling, when I wanted to make more money, when I was thinking about moving, when I had to make decisions about getting married, decisions about the future of my kids. He was there more than a coach. He was there as a friend. We are happy to have a very talented JT The Brick with us today. Somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us show at brandwithondemand.com. Indeed, they can join great guests like evil marketing genius Paige Nienaber, powerful radio purveyor Valerie Geller, Rex in the Morning from Chicago's B96, and so many others. Brandwith On Demand. Hey, while you're at it, please give us a rating, leave a comment for Brand With On Demand at Google Play, the iTunes Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. Coming up, JT the Brick 
talks about what he knows now he really wishes he knew back then. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwith On Demand. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwith On Demand. We're with JT the Brick from Fox Sports Radio. JT, what's one thing that you know now that you really wish you'd known way back then? Don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Clearly, in radio, every day you can look and be concerned about your future. Where are you going? You gotta be, you gotta live in the moment. You gotta be in the moment every day and enjoy it. And it took me a while now, as I'm 52 years old, and I look back, the best thing that happened to me, guys, is I got into the business at 29. If I would have gotten the business at 21, 22, 25, I would have flamed out quickly. And I'm just happy I have a great agent in Miller Broadcast in Chicago that kind of were able to rein me in when I was a little bit out of control and I wanted to take on the entire industry. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be so far ahead of where I was at certain times in my career, that I didn't enjoy the ride. I was looking ahead a year. I was looking ahead two years. How do I double my income? How do I get a better job? How do I get on in a better time slot? And you can't do that. You have to sit there every day and really enjoy the ride. Don't sweat the small stuff and appreciate where you are every day. I found that point now, or at least I'm closer to where I want to be, where I wake up every day and go, how lucky am I? I get to talk sports. For a living lebron james i get to talk about the warriors and the stanley cup final and the nfl and nascar and all these great events i get to go to the u.s open for golf and the final four for basketball and every opportunity that i get to broadcast to an audience let alone the size of the audience that we have in our syndication on fox sports radio i'm really enjoying it more i'm blessed and i have a great foundation with my wife and my two sons and I wish Andrew Ashwood was still alive today to see me like this because when he was alive before he got diagnosed with cancer, I weighed heavy on him because every day I was pushing him, mm-hmm. telling him, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? And you got to surround yourself with great people and make good friends, not radio friends, who some come and go, but real long-term friends that are going to appreciate your success and they're not going to be upset if you take a step back. Don't worry about a failure or two. Look at the big picture, and I'm at that place right now, and I'm very blessed to be there. Wow. Our thanks to JT The Brick. We link to JT's show and contact information with an audio excerpt from his book, The Handoff, all available at brandwithondemand.com. And next time, you won't want to miss the creator and host of the podcast, Fifty Shades of K., Elizabeth K., morning host at Milwaukee's WMYX. That's a wrap, Kipper. What makes advertising great advertising? We'll talk about it in the one-minute Mark Nison. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brandwith be wide. Any 
reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brandwith On Demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwith On Demand.